Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. She's already got a smile on her face. Wow. Oh, oh, what, 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 what is happening? What is the, is this the Blair Trist, the, the, the Blair Crick project? Like what, what is going on? Well, I'm in New York right now and, um, so I'm in this uh, hotel that I'm in the little like library area where there was food and uh, my hotel that I'm actually staying at is a couple of blocks down the street, but I had just finished eating. And so there's like this little back area that I can charge my phone and it's not going to interrupt anyone. But I realized I'm like right up against the lamp. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, this is looks really I mean, you guys make fun of me from my living room and how dark the background is. I mean, it's a whole new level. It's oh, a whole yeah. new level. It's it's literally it's literally just your face. That's uh, now we can see your hands. So the, like, your- no, it's it's also I got a black sweater on. It's so. just it's all it's just all darkness. That's that's as is long it, as you're safe. Do we? No, work? it's perfect. We. I mean, this just adds to the. It's it's just adds to the fun of talking to you. I feel like we're at one of uh, Trista's speed dating tables that she's had to stop at as on, on sort of, you know, going around the room. Like yeah. we've got like two minutes and then she's got to move to the next table. If only if only I was that lucky to be on speed dates. <laughs> My date is with Zara. I'm looking for some wool trousers after this. <laughs> Excellent. That So I, I assume uh, WFAN, that's, that's why you're... In New York? No, I had a dentist appointment today. Oh, the old New York uh, dentist. So, That's right. Yep. So I had to get some new Invisalign put in, and then um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I got some new little, eye, little new little eyelashes. Uh, All right. And um, so then, yeah, they, my dentist appointment's only on Friday morning, so I had to come up Thursday and then leave Saturday. So I'm gonna go and see some friends. I actually am getting dinner with Jake Fisher tonight. Okay. Oh. I'm gonna try to get some get some tea on this Kyrie Irving news. No, we'll 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 get to Kyrie here uh, in just a heartbeat, and I'm sure you'll share the tea with us uh, when you get the opportunity. But you were as fired up as all of us were last night uh, to see De'Aaron Fox miss out on on the All Star game, and you're connected around the league, so it's up to you, TK. Make it you make know, sense. I, I was a little worried that I um, might be complicit or an accessory to a crime if a riot actually took place because I said we riot at dawn. And then uh, I think King's player also said let's riot. Yeah, it was Tremezi like, Metu. Yep. And I was like, um, I, not, let's not really riot. <laughs> I 
if my tweet's the first one, then it's a January 6th situation. I'm not trying to get oh into all that. Oh, boy. Well, you had <laughs> backers. Clearly, you're in New York, so you can write at the at the uh, NBA offices. We understand what's happening here. I'm going to are... glue myself like that girl at the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> playing game. I'm just going to stick it to the window. Tristis, <laughs> Tristis. <laughs> NBA reporter has glued herself to Adam Silver's door. In a deer and fox jersey. In a <laughs> fox jersey. <laughs> There it is. I, I, I speculated that, that coaches were trying to make some grand point by selecting a bunch of defensive guys like Paul George and Jaron Jackson and Drew Holiday and doing it at the expense of a guy like De'Aaron Fox. Are you guys the type of people who think about the All-Star game as an accolade and, a, and a, an accomplishment? Or are you guys of the mind that the All-Star game is primarily an event for fans and to entertain fans? Hammer, I think it's both. I think it's the first. Because I, I think players, I mean, their contracts are based off of All-Star, like whether they make the Hall of Fame uh, you have to accumulate some of these accolades. Um, and to me, like the players, I they do think a lot of it. Like I, I've talked to Sabonis about uh, the potential for Fox to be there and what it would mean. And he was just like, he wanted him to be there to get the experience of it, like how amazing it is. And Fox had been there for like rookie, uh, rookie sophomore game stuff. But to be part of the big game is just different and it has a different feel and vibe. And you're thought of differently as a player when you have that, that all-star. It's not like Major League Baseball all-star where every team gets a, an all-star and then, you know, or the... The NFL, where didn't the Ravens quarterback who threw four touchdowns make the Pro Bowl? Snoop Huntley, uh, yep, Snoop Huntley. Yeah, he he made the Pro Bowl, and, and so did uh, Derek Carr. Uh, you know, who had that great line yesterday. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of look at it that way. Like in the NBA, it's a huge accomplishment that if you don't stack those accomplishments, you don't have an opportunity to to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think I'm of that mindset too. But when I think about it, like a fan event as well. I say to myself, and I tweeted this, like, does anyone really want to watch whatever Jaron Jackson's jump shot is out there? Like, do we want to see his defense? Do we want, when you talk about, like, getting defensive guys, why do we want defensive guys in the All-Star game? Like, we really don't. I want to no. see De'Aaron Fox use his impressive dribbling skills to successfully fake out his opponent. Like, that's what I want to see. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to see him in the mid-range. I want to see his floater. I want to see his speed and that athleticism. I could really care less about Jaron Jackson Jr., and I am a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Oh, we're going to revisit that. But I, th I think it goes to the first thing you said, though. Like, is it is it is an ac is it an accolade or is it a, a a showcase for the fans? I think coaches may have looked at it as an accolade. And, of course, there, there's components of both, as James mentioned, because there's incentives and contracts, so that's important. But the accolade part of it, that, that's, that's, it's like, all right, we've got shooters, and, and, and Kyrie doesn't play a lick of defense, and he's starting, so we're going to put Drew Holiday in. And, we're damn it, we're going to take control of our league again, and we're going to make all-stars out of defensive players. So we'll put this guy who's played 30-something games into it uh, and averages 15 points per game rather than uh, De'Aaron Fox or, I mean, hell, even Devin, Devin How Booker. How many games else. do you think that the solution is also to put – you have to play a minimum – a certain minimum amount of games in order to be eligible? 
Well, that's that's the case with uh, postseason awards, or, or, or not maybe not postseason awards, uh, like league yeah, leaders like MVPs, and blocks yeah. and like points. Like you have to play a certain amount of games. And I think James has said earlier, Jaron Jackson leads the league in blocks, but he's not actually eligible to lead the league in blocks. No. Yeah, he's not. He hasn't played enough games. I was even so, telling uh, Damian too, Trista, that um, I, I was talking about this with my son, and my son said hey well do you know about the whole block thing with jaron jackson and i'm like no what do you mean he goes oh look at his block numbers at home versus on the road he has 77 blocks in 18 games at home and 37 blocks in 17 games at home i mean on the road so they're like around the league it's known that their their scorekeepers are giving him blocks for things that aren't blocks and they're padding his stats and it, it comes down to like what exactly are we doing here? Like, it should be the best of the best. And if you're going to reward uh, Jaron Jackson for being on the, the Western Conference number two overall team, then forget that. Aaron Gordon's a better player. He should yeah. have made it on a better team as the Denver Nuggets. So I get you don't want two representatives from the same team rewarding, you know, getting rewarded. Uh, but if you're going to do it with one, then, like, again, Jaron Jackson just didn't make any. Not on anyone's board as far as what was he number 12 in in forwards in the western conference when it came to aggregate score that just didn't make any sense yeah and i think the thing that also is frustrating is just how they formulate the teams because you you know somebody said this in my mentions and i think this is true in terms of like jaron jackson obviously playing a different position than than fox and so you've already got your guard slots already set and so there's a, an additional slot that Jaron Jackson for a forward, you know, position that he could get in. So they said, oh, well, would you, if you had to choose then, would you take out Jaw uh, or SGA or Dame if you were going to put in Fox? And I'm like, well, I challenge this premise completely because maybe there's just more, maybe there's just more guards that are all-stars this year that are playing at an all-star caliber. Well, so I would add this too. Like, it's very possible that they loaded up on forwards because they know that Zion isn't going to play. And so when they replace Zion with somebody else, it doesn't have to be a forward. Right. Because they've already loaded up on so many forwards and it would leave the possibility to add a player like Fox uh, in the next round. They better use him as the replacement. Otherwise, like, we we are riding. We, we will. You... We're not going to take it. Oh, wow. No. Someone Going said, us. someone, which is just a massive curveball from Trista. Someone said you look like the Death Row uh, magazine vibe cover, and I can't unsee it now. Like, I absolutely. That a trem- that's a tremendous compliment. I just can't unsee it. I uh, had that on my wall in my, my house that I grew up in. Oh, that, that, that that's iconic. It is. Just, I, yeah. James has it. Uh, can someone it, can someone make this on Photoshop? Can they add me in and oh, like can you put it on Twitter? Can we just see what it would look like? Say less. Oh, they put LeBron's head on Willem Dafoe the other day for me from the <laughs> platoon poster. So yes, they can, Trista. I, I guarantee they're already working on it. It'll 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 be in your mentions by the time the call's over. Um, so you're in New York. How about the gift that keeps on giving? You mentioned it earlier. Kyrie wants out of Brooklyn, and from what we read from Adrian Wojnarowski a few minutes ago is that teams are calling asking about Kevin Durant. Like, <laughs> hey, how far are you going to take this thing over the course of the next week? Yeah, and if I'm Brooklyn, 
like what is your what is your real incentive to do what he wants what is it like i don't think you have any Mm-mm. you know Mm-mm. he you know he wants to stay there you know he wants to be there the entire reason for the trade request is salary and him getting a contract extension that he is not being offered and them wanting to see what they have in the postseason with him before they do any of that right because he's a gigantic headache when he's not one of the best players on the court which he's been awesome this year he's been really really good when he's not uh, suspended and so um that's one component and so if you say well i'm sorry we're just not going to trade you by the deadline like you're just going to have to figure it out and if if you need to get paid whatever is your max through the bird rights then you're going to have to work with us with the sign trade and that's just what it is you need us we need yeah. you etc so why why feel rushed to do that when teams are only going to take advantage of you uh given the desperation in him being on an expiring yeah, is this, I mean, this is one of the few players that I can remember where he's going to be worth a certain amount as a player and he's worth a totally different amount as a human being. I mean, does that make sense? Like, yes. I, I don't think that he's, like, he's making $36 million this year, which, again, he should be a 40-something million dollar player, but he's not. And I have this feeling that, like, he's not going to get that big contract that, you would no. expect, unless it's from Brooklyn, who you know has a, a ton of money uh, and a huge market. But I mean, even like if you go to the Lakers, you're not getting the money. Well, I guess you could if they're able to complete a, a trade because then they would have his Larry Bird rights. But right. just as like an asset going around, like, you're not going to be able to get like dollar for dollar for what he should be like worth as 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 a player. And on top of that, you've got Rui Hachimura there who's also going to want to deal in the offseason, which is going to take up quite a bit of your cap space. And so at this point, the math ain't mathin' unless you're sending Russell Westbrook to the Brooklyn Nets, which... Which you're absolutely doing. You're 100% doing. Yeah, or you're doing a three-team trade and sending Russ to, like, Chicago or something and trying to figure... I don't know that Kevin Durant... If Kevin Durant ends up playing with Russell Westbrook again... Which I don't think he wants. I mean, what do you? What do we? What are we doing here, really? I don't know. I never know what we're doing when it involves Kyrie Irving. To be honest with you, I just I Lebron's out here tweeting eye emojis and crowns. Like I, I don't, I don't know what's happening with 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 your king. Um, we looked at Phoenix having a really intriguing potential offer. Um, I feel like we mentioned another team, James. Oh, Miami. Miami potentially having something, but it felt like Phoenix uh, worked the best. But there's that, and, and you, you noted this a minute ago, there's that weird, why would Phoenix do this unless they knew that Kyrie was staying long-term? Because you'd, ha- you'd probably have to move Mikel Bridges. You'd have to move someone you value to get Kyrie back, and that's what the weird thing hanging over all of this is. Is You talk about the incentive to do what he wants, no team is going to make a deal. No team like Phoenix, I should say. I feel like the Lakers will do whatever just because they're the Lakers. I don't think Phoenix or Miami makes any sort of deal unless they have assurances that they can have him uh, on their team for at least another couple of years. Which means then, okay, Kyrie, we're going to offer you a two-year deal. And right. if we do this trade, you're going to accept the two-year deal, yep. which means you're going to have to sign this now like secretly and then we're gonna submit it when it's 
the time for us to submit it. Like it's going to have to all be locked up where there's no funny business. Because if I was worried about funny business with any player in the NBA, them changing their minds, them going back on their words, them deciding they need to step away for whatever reason, that would be Kyrie Irving, right? So if you're a team and you're in the risk management business, and listen, Phoenix has had their own fair share of controversies as well, right? You don't want to be having another issue or a potential blowback controversy that you really did not need to have. Like it would be an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, it's so avoidable. Like yeah. you just, yeah. I mean, could hit? Could it work out? And he makes your team great, sure. But it could also not work out, and you could be like stuck in a gigantic nightmare of a situation with him, um, both financially and the PR stuff, which you talked about. I, I, there are certain teams that can do it, and then there. I, I think Phoenix is one team that you might look at and go, like, you can't because they're the team that's actually going to have to give up true value. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the Lakers, like regardless of what my friend Damian here thinks of Russell Westbrook, um, like in NBA standards, it's not value. Like you're not getting value for him. And where, uh, you know, Mikhail Bridges, if you're going to get Bridges, or you're going to get Cam Johnson, you're going to get a stack of players. Those are valuable pieces, long-term contracts, young players that can help you today and, you know, kind of further what you're trying to do. Uh, maybe both teams gets, get help. Uh, in this situation where, again, like Dallas doesn't have something to offer like that. And and even the Lakers, they don't have something to offer like that. If you're Dallas and you're Brooklyn, do you accept like Dorian Finney-Smith and Tim Hardaway and like Jaden Hardy or something for Kyrie? And like, do you do that deal? Does those does that deal work? It, I, I don't know how the math checks out, but that's probably not like it's probably not a horrible option for Brooklyn in the sense of the like Kyrie's obviously very good, but the reason you're a championship contender or potential championship contender is because of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's one of the best basketball players on earth. And if you can surround him, like the, it, it simply boils down to what complements KD. And if they can determine that those guys do, I'm all for it. I personally would love to see Kyrie and Luka Doncic. Let Dang. me see that. I, I want to watch that implode. I will watch every Dallas Mavericks game on League Pass to make sure I am tuned in live when that inevitably goes bad. Someone tried to get King, the Kings in the mix said would the kings be interested in Kyrie Irving and I was like I don't I don't believe that that happened what no what are you serious is is there a team that makes less sense than them I believe our friends at the Kings Herald wrote an article and the article said well no and that was the end of the article what are we doing like what are we doing guys what is this we will step in as a fan base and just say hard pass fam we're good also, what has not been mentioned in all of this, and I think, and I hadn't thought about it until just today, is we're in the period of time right now where normally, in normal years past, like two, three years ago, pre-pandemic, at this point, all attention and focus is on the Super Bowl, right? And then what you've had is a change, obviously, with the 18-week season, but also the trade deadline moving backwards. Usually the trade deadline happens around All-Star Game. I remember when Boogie Cousins was traded in New Orleans right after the All-Star Game. I love this city. 
Yeah, he it was, was traded during. Oh yeah, know, it was during. Yeah, yeah it know. was during. I had it confirmed during the actual All Star game. Like he's That's gone. Insane. That's insane. So now the war between the NFL and the NBA is just fully on, right? NBA encroaching on the All Star game, and or uh, NFL encroaching on the NBA All Star game. NFL encroaching on the NBA playoffs with the draft, and then the NBA clapping back and saying, "That's fine. We'll just have Kyrie Irving request a trade <laughs> and uh, Pro Bowl. How about that?" We're going to ruin your Pro Bowl, your crappy Pro Bowl. And all next week, all (laughs) next week, the week where all of the excitement is supposed to be on Jalen Hurts and this big Patrick Mahomes matchup and everybody's just talking about NFL, NFL, NFL. And it's like, no, it's trade deadline week. It's trade deadline week. Is Kevin Durant going to be traded? Because that's what I care about. It's very funny because next week there's going to be a big storyline depending on who you are. It's going to be a, a, a big storyline in the Super Bowl that two brothers are, are playing against each other and two brothers are playing against each other. And it yeah. just kind of depends on what side of that fence you fall on. Um, but this week off, like, I hate, like, I haven't, I honestly haven't thought about uh, Kansas City and Philadelphia one time this week. That's like exactly I, how the NBA wants it. It's like, yeah, is whatever. Like all I'm thinking about at this point. Well, one, I, we were trying to get through last night, and 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 we thought we we had a bottle of champagne ready to go for our two all stars, uh, and now it's 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 next Thursday. Though I think the 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 feeling headed into this trade deadline, at least for Sacramento Kings fans, is a little bit different. For NBA fans, uh, it's always fun. Speaking of, can we get back to your Memphis Grizzlies fandom for a minute? Fandom? I just said I like them. I, I, I feel like you gave us a pretty, like, strong like. Like, it was more than just, no, I like the Memphis Grizzlies. It, it, it felt like, like, the Grizzlies are really hateable. Like, they, like, not from a basketball playing perspective, just from, like, a regular perspective. They kind of suck. And that whole debacle last night with your boy Dylan Brooks was ridiculous. So what's so hilarious about it is... I want to say Wednesday, maybe Wednesday. So that's what, two days ago? Two days ago, I, I posted something that showed uh, Trey Young's three-point percentage, Jordan Poole's three-point percentage, and Dylan Brooks' three-point percentage. They're identical. And you want to say, oh, Trey Young takes harder shots than Dylan Brooks, or Jordan Poole does, whatever. The three-point percentage is exactly the same. Like, I think actually Dylan Brooks has a better three-point percentage right now than Trey Young, which is just a, a, a crazy bananas. And I was just like, you know, narratives are funny this way. And people went insane. Do not put this video out. Nothing pro Dylan Brooks here. It was just just anti-Dylan Brooks, anti-Dylan Brooks. The hate was palpable, crazy hate. And so I put out another video. Listen, I get you don't like Dylan Brooks because he's a chucker. I get that you don't like his Grayson Allen style play, but this level of energy for Dylan Brooks is strange. This is weird behavior. Tell me why, take me to your leader. Why do you guys hate Dylan Brooks this much? One day later, one day later, we get what we got. And I was like, oh, well, now I see. Now, got it, got it, it, guys. I feel like the the perfect guy to ask might be here is Kyle Matson joins the party uh, and the death row circle is complete. why do you hate Dylan Brooks, Kyle Matson? If if Dylan Brooks never played another basketball game, the NBA would be better for it. He's the worst, bro. <laughs> no, the honestly, like, okay, so 
it, I mean, it's obvious. It, I don't care that you're going to talk mess and not be that good. But the, for me, it really started with him hurting Gary Payton the second last year. And that like, yeah, there, there's the Warriors fandom there. Right. And him hurting GP two and, and whatnot, but just as a, from a basketball perspective, like that's just, that was crap. You don't whack somebody across the back of the head while they're in midair and just full blown wind up and swing. And then this is just like a pattern now. And last night wasn't even a basketball thing. That was just him taking a swing at Donovan Mitchell's Donovan's. And that's that. I just, no, I don't. I get what, how other people feel about Draymond now. I understand. <laughs> that's where I was going to go. Like when Draymond yeah. is on your team, you love him. When you're a team playing against him, you're just like, man, I just, I don't get it. I can't handle it. Like it was, he's tough it, in a series against the Grizzlies, which the Kings might get this year in a series against the Grizzlies. Anytime the possession ends with Dylan Brooks shooting it, it's like, yes, a plus good possession. So I, I'm just not, I, that's the, that's the other problem. At least Draymond not excusing it. At least Draymond's like a defensive player of the year. And, uh, you know, a guy who can push a triple double every night. Dylan Brooks is just like, <laughs> There's a 50 dudes in the league that are like Dylan Brooks. He stinks. I don't know if I would say there's 50 dudes. Dylan Brooks is a very good defender. There's He's 20. There's, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like if you took Dylan Brooks off the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies would be fine. Can I give That's you another reason why the whole Grizzlies thing is out of control? I think I lost Dylan Brooks after the Shannon Sharp thing when he stood at the podium in like jeans and like a tank top, and it was like tucked yeah, it was into like a bodysuit. Oh, it looked he, he looked absurd. That was one, but two, that whole like John needs to get his crew under control. Like, He's the one, though. He's literally the leader of this. The stuff with his dad, the stuff with his boys getting escorted off of, like, courtside. Like, dude, like, calm down. Like, it's cool. Your dad got, like, his 15 minutes of fame for looking like Usher. Like, that's great. Bro, the next time he goes head-to-head with an NFL Hall of Famer, that Hall of Famer is going to pop him in the mouth. And then what are you going to do? Like, that whole that whole circle needs to chill. Like, they're taking their... They're they're taking their little hard nosed identity a little too far. Like, relax. You're a professional you, basketball player. Calm down. Did you see what Josh said the other day? Uh, he got into it with whoever they played two games ago. I forget who it was. I mean, it's hard to keep track how many altercations. They're at war with everyone. Yeah, was it Minnesota? Uh, I believe it might have been Minnesota. I think it was. I think it was maybe like. I think it was like somebody random that he got into it with. Anyway, so he runs up on him, and he's apparently they were yelling. Somebody told John Morant's dad to shut up, and uh, so I, I think it was maybe a Timberwolf. And Jaw runs up on the guy. And he's like, "What'd you say? What'd you say?" So they ask him what he basically was getting into it with, and he's like, "Yeah, I, uh, I checked his temperature. He didn't oh. have a fever." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" And so then he's like, yeah. And then so-and-so comes up. I forget who the other player was. So-and-so comes up, and I told him he needed to back up or it was going to be something. And he said he was cooling. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, 
John, you ain't fighting nobody, man. Stop we got some it. tough guys going on here. Stop it. See, that's what John needs uh, Dylan Brooks because he's going to he's gonna say something. He needs Stephen Adams there, too. Stephen Adams, for sure. Stephen Adams, Adams is like the it. reason. And and I remember, and listen, I love Jaw. I think Jaw's the most electric player in the NBA night for night on a random Tuesday. I just think he is. He's just like, he's the best show on the court right now. But when you're tweeting stuff like that and you're talking about your hollow tips and it's just like, what are we, why are we doing this right now? Like, okay, like maybe we shouldn't. The truth you know? is if Steven Adams was five feet away from me at all times, I'd probably pick a fight with everyone in sight too. Oh the my gas God. station, Same. the grocery store. <laughs> you'd run people over in the produce section. I got Steve Adams here. You want to say something? See that like, guy. What'd you say? What'd you say to me? I have to be so bothered to acknowledge another person in public that bothers me. I would have to, like, you could breathe on me wrong. And if Steven Adams was with me, I'd be ready to throw hands. And I'm not a fighter at all. <laughs> yeah. I'd get my ass kicked by everybody. Yeah. But yeah. I was Steven Adams there. You wouldn't. No. No. Nope. Do you guys think that the Let's Grizzlies are the most hated team in the NBA right now? Absolutely. I don't yeah. think there's a close second. Yeah, I, yeah, pro- yeah, probably. My friend yeah. calls him Gen Z Lob City, and I think it's really good. I think it's a really good nickname for him. Like, it's it, the reason I hesitate is because like they're super unlikable, but they've also not done anything, which to me is just like okay, you're just over there. You're just this small dog that's really loud. Like, cool man. Like, there's let the big boys play now. That's so they, they're like the Chris it. Paul, they're the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin <sighs> Clippers. But Chris yes. Paul's really good, though. So is Jaw. Jaw's good. They have good players. Like I'm not. You don't like Jaw? Wait, was that an eye no, roll? No, for... I didn't. I, I didn't eye roll. I just turned to Trista. my right. Trista, he's mad because Jaw is the player that Russell Westbrook wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't mean know that. About I'm that. joking. I'm joking. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. He looked to the side like, yeah, Jaw's not that good. No, Jaw's good, but I thought you were equating like the Memphis Grizzlies to Chris Paul. Like, no, Chris Paul's significantly more successful no, no, than no, the Memphis like, Grizzlies. Like, no, no that they're the the Memphis Grizzlies are the Chris Paul led Clippers. Oh, got yeah. you, got you, got you. Yeah, with with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, and they never won a thing, but they were ever everybody hated them. They were always talking trash. Everyone thought they would win a bunch of titles. They never won anything. Exactly. It ended up ending disastrously. I had a rivalry with the Warriors. Yeah, rivalry with the Warriors. I actually root for the Grizzlies, though. I like. I want them to succeed. Like they remind me of the Cincinnati Bengals, kind of. You know. That makes sense because I didn't root for them either. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah, where it's like Joe Burrow. Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Joe Morant. I don't get it. Like, why? Why root for the Bengals? You were just in Buffalo. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I get why people like them. You know what I mean? I get why people have this draw for uh, unapologetically uh, arrogance. Yeah, I did. It wore off real quick, though. I, I was like, I, no, I get it. No, that's cool. I, I like this. I, I think we even did this last year. Like, no, it's, it's cool. I get it. It wore off quick, though. Like, I'm, it's, yeah. I'm over it. There reaches a point when you're going to talk trash at the level that they talk trash where, like, Okay, they're down here. They're the Grizzlies. They're plucky. Oh, and they talk some smack. I like this. This is good. But at some point, you got to win something. And they've they're two playoff trips now, and they're still ta- like they're talking as though they're still this plucky underdog 
And it's like, no, 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 man, you're, you're going to be the one or two seed and you're going to be a favorite to come out of the West. You got to do something at some point. That's, that's what, that's what bothers me about them. It's, it's well, it's, I love the, marketing. I love the uh, D'Lo and Casey slash 90, 93. I forget their, I, I'm not good with like call letters of a radio station, but the Memphis station I'm on all the time. I go on Tuesday, 93.9, I believe. And they just get so mad how much I ride for the Kings. They just get so mad how much I root for like the broadcast team and lighting the beam. And they're just like, you, this is very clearly a, a, a bridge too far. This is a rift. And I'm like, I like everybody. I don't know. What do you guys want me to say? Our dubs. Well, I'll tell you what you can tell them for us. Uh, You could tell them to kiss our ass. I'll do that. I'll do that. Not Steven Adams. Steven Adams is our friend, but you can tell everybody else collectively. (laughs) But do you guys like Bane? Do you guys like Desmond Bane? Yes. I actually do. Desmond Bane can hoop. I, I can't wait for Desmond Bane to debut at WrestleMania next year. Like, I absolutely yeah. cannot wait for Like, I, we always talk about who's going to end Roman Reigns' run as the champion. I think it might be Desmond Bain. <laughs> He's going to come out and spear Roman Reigns and be the WWE Yeah, that champion. dude is yoked. Yeah, I mean, is. Like, there Massive. aren't players like that. You're like, what in the world? Like, Aaron Aflalo used to be like that in Sacramento. He showed up and is like, okay, man, like, can you shoot anymore? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Eric Desmond, Bledsoe, another guy. Yeah, Desmond Bain goes to the rim, and like I, I swear he flexes as he's dunking on everyone. It's just like, what is happening? I would too. He's a big dude. I'd be I'd be up there with the with the bicep dunk if, if my arms look like Desmond Bain. Kiss, kissing like, the bicep. Like that dude is ridiculous. Yeah, he is. Desmond Desmond Bain is is easily my favorite Grizzly. He's an yeah. unbelievable player. He's so good. I love Steven Adams. I do too. I love them both. Yeah, yeah being around Steve, Steven Adams. Yeah. He's just like his whole per- personality is just spectacular. Like it's so authentic and he just doesn't care. And, you know, he's, he's very nice uh, for a guy that's that big. Uh, just a, like a gigantic human being. I think I and just don't like Jaws new persona. I think that's the only yeah. thing I don't like. Yeah. You don't like ponytail jaw. Yeah, ponytail jaw appears to have an attitude. Yeah, ponytail jaw. I mean, I get it. Sometimes when my hair, when I have my hair up for too long, I get a headache. I get very irritable. It's like sometimes you just got to let your hair down, you know, and you're just in a better mood. Literally never seen your hair up before. Except one Instagram. You did like a or uh, you did like one post workout TikTok once. And that was the only time. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really like it up. I don't. uh, Well, that because it gives you a headache. Yeah, I don't really. And the only time I'll do it is either post workout, like in a workout, or if my hair is so dirty, it possibly it cannot be possibly down. It's and that oh. has happened before too. Just the grease level oh. is is just so it's just bad. Tight, 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 tight. Pause, pause. Hey, hey, hey I, I'm sure this has been addressed, but forgive me. Are you like in the corner of a restaurant? I'm in a, I'm in a She's hotel. She's about to get glam shots. I'm in a hotel. Uh, it's like a cafe in this hotel called Eleven Howard. Awesome. There's a place called the Library. They serve food, but then there's this little back area that's not intrusive to anyone because it's a, like a library. So people are doing work there. So I don't think they really want this energy for them. So I've I've gone to the back, which is a little bit more dimly lit, as you can mm-hmm. see. And so I'm I'm right underneath a lamp. 
Vibes are strong. No, the vibes Very are strong. strong There's sure. lots of photoshops uh, on Twitter waiting for you. Do you? You are more than welcome to stay, but if you've got other things to do, you can go too. It's really whatever you like. This is the Trista Crick time. I'm, I mean, I'm just having a good time with you guys. Is there anything else you guys feel like is worth addressing? Oh, wait, um, really quick, Kyle, because I haven't talked to you about this. I'm really sad for Brock Purdy. I'm sorry that it went down like that. That stinks. It really, yeah. that's, that stinks. Had the same vibe to me just as a, just as, as a, as a fan of game six of the 2019 finals. Yep. Where the Raptors won, it's just kind of like, well, what are you going to do? You know, and <laughs> when guys get hurt, it's hard to win. Yep. So, yeah. You're like, Clay's down, KD's down. Like, yeah. been, and the Raptors were really good, too. Like, I don't, yeah. it's not taking away from them. They, they could have won the series, anyways, but that's just how I felt about, about Sunday. So it sucks, but fingers crossed he's back by camp. Yeah. Otherwise, you guys are screwed. We're hitting that use check over next year. <laughs> I did not play that, but I was watching for that, and I was like, Kyle cannot give me out any more bets. He's got he's got no credibility left in the bank. His goodwill no is at negative. His goodwill for bets is at is literally negative. For what it's worth, that was tongue in cheek. The use check over. <laughs> well, you did. I didn't know that. I I could have played that, and you didn't say, "Hey, J.K. J.K." Crying. There was no hint. Of jokes, the all caps, the all caps. Where is where is Kenny in the middle of trade deadline week? Where where's Kenny at? He's actually out by you. He's in Baltimore. Uh, oh, okay. He's, he's in Baltimore for a couple of Orioles days. fan fest. Yeah, he'll. No, he's oh, big, big, I see. Yeah, Orioles media day. I big, get it. Big I Orioles. Get the he's he's got he's got to get the limited edition <laughs> Orioles hat. He had to do it in person. Get a Trey Man, old Trey Mancini jersey yeah. on sale. He'll he'll fly back tomorrow. Yeah, he'll be back nice. with us next week. Well, I miss you guys. I love you guys. Love you I can't back. wait. Yeah. One thing, Ham, uh, what's your one prediction in terms of who surprisingly gets moved and it cannot be Kyrie or KD? Mm. I think OG gets moved. Do you have a thought about where he goes? No, I think it's going to be a bidding war, though. I mean, I, I think, you know, we're seeing that, like, possible Pelicans, possible Grizzlies, um, I think you'll see Portland try to jump into that fray uh, if they can come up with the assets. Yeah, he would be the one guy. Just like the the vibe there is weird in Toronto, and it feels like things are coming to an end. And his value is really high right now uh, with two years left on his contract. And, yeah, that would be the guy that I would think gets moved. You think that uh, it's Shaden Sharp and Jeremy Grant? Is that what that would have to be and, like, a pick? Um, I think, no, they, they really like Jeremy Grant. I think they believe he's going to stick around. So I, I would think you might be right about Shaden Sharp, but, uh, like maybe can you do that with Simons? I, I don't know. I like, I, I think that they would have to get creative. Um, but that's just like, or uh, Portland's not high. Nurk is out for yeah. like until after the all-star break. So yeah. Uh, a lot of people just think that it's time for them to call it in. Just like, hey, what are you guys doing? That's what I think. It's called. It's called packing it up. It's mm. you. You made it up. You're ready to do that you now. Made, you made a valiant effort, guys. Like I'm fine with Dame just going off for 50 on any given night. I do not care about winning games <laughs> right now. I don't. I I just don't. I'm fine with just getting. Why not Scoot Henderson? Get rid of Anthony Simons. You could probably get a little. Oh, go on. Wow. What'd you... that, oh, oh, she's back. Oh, she's back. There she is. 
Stop talking about her. That was, <laughs> that was mildly terrifying the way it just went black and how your face was really close to the screen when it came back. That was the start of a horror movie for sure. That was, I'm it's telling like dead you. Me. It's like dead me, I see dead people. <laughs> Saw 8 here with Trista at this place in New York. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I know. I'm dropping. I'm going to go ahead and drop pins so you guys know where I'm at. You know? Please do it. <laughs> Yeah, just StreamYard, StreamYard is like, this is too much Blazers. Yeah. <laughs> too Far much. too much. Yeah, blazer. I'm interested to see if Phoenix goes, gets to, goes to get OG, get, like maybe move DeAndre or something. Well, here's a <laughs> question. Can trade him now? Yeah. Here, here's a question. You can both respond. December. Kyle, what, 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 what are the Warriors? The Warriors, Vibing? like, every, like, week or so instill fear in the rest of the Western Conference. And then the next week, it's like, ah, not so much. That's what they are. Like, that's what they are. Last year, this time, they were 40 and 13. And everyone's like, hey, why are you giving up on them? They won the title last year. And look at it. Because they weren't 26 and 26. At the Remember game. though, Boston. Boston was uh, five hundred at the deadline. Yeah, but Boston had good players. <laughs> oh, but Boston has had last year had was way deeper than this Warriors team. Like the the Warriors are going like eight deep right now because they just don't have guys. It gets it, it just getting like, ready for step, the playoffs. Shortened rotation. Just getting like, ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I love doing that in early February because they like the fact they chased the win last night in Denver and didn't rest everybody. Uh, except for for Clay, and then Draymond got hurt, but Steph played and Wiggins played on the back end of the back to back after blowing a fourteen point fourth quarter lead in Minnesota. It was just like, dude, what are we? <laughs> this is not like okay. Th- so they make the playoffs fine, but are they going to beat four teams four times out of seven? I just don't. I just don't, and I don't know what assets they have that are tradable that anybody's going to want. They like burn all James those. Wiseman. They burn all those young guys. Yeah, J- like J- James Wiseman has no trade value right now. Moses Moody has no trade value right now. Jonathan Kaminga does, but I don't think they want to let him go. So they only want to get rid of guys who have no trade value. <laughs> right. It's like what we're going to do is we're going to trade our bad players to other teams for the other team's good players, and that's how we're going to build a winner. Yeah, they just don't. I don't like. Do they need to make a move? Yeah, I just don't know what it is. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. What, what about you guys trying to go out and get Kyrie Irving? The Warriors? Yep. So, <laughs> so actually, so my my boss Matt Higgins, God love him, he comes in and he goes, hey, so let's think about this from the Warriors' perspective. Like, it's a no, right? I was like, yes, and he's like, but just basketball wise. And I'm like, yeah, man, like they don't need another guy who can score the ball and then not play defense. Like they, Facts. they just. Like Jordan Poole for Kyrie Irving straight across. Are the Warriors that much better? I don't yes. Think so. <laughs> yes. They I think are. The, yes. the way you talk about Kyrie in relationship to uh, to the Warriors is would if the Lakers got him, they're a game and a half behind the Warriors. What does it mean for the Warriors? Exactly. Like that's exactly. where you're you're if you're covering it from that angle. That's that's a scary proposition. Hundred percent. But then it's like, are they tra- Russ is their only tradable asset there, unless they're going to stack like nine guys, which they're not. So is Russ going to go play with KD again? That's what How I does said. that? It's just oof, oof. 
And really bad picks, like really, really future, yeah. like 27, 29, right? That's all they yeah. can offer. Yeah. Yeah, not great. No. Yikes. Good stuff. Kyrie on Phoenix is concerning. I read OG in New Orleans was a thing, too. Um, those are yeah. two teams that are both uh, behind Sacramento. In OG in New Orleans would be sick. The Pelicans would be really hard to beat. They just have just to. They're all what do they give? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They just have to, like, I, I mean, they've played without one or the other before. Like, I don't feel that this skid is, like, massive for them. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've struggled really without bad. one guy. They've, they, they've never struggled like this. Uh, yeah. And Ingram's been back for a handful of games now. Yeah, no, they need to figure something out. Zion's nowhere to be found, so I don't know what that is yeah. about. It, 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 James said he was reading something today. He, he just started to run. Oh, see, yeah. see, this, this is like but they, very vintage Zion. Yeah, they said they're not putting any time for a return on him at all. So, I mean, I don't think he'll be back by the All-Star break. Certainly. Or maybe he'll be back after the All-Star break. But, like, it, it seems like very Zion-ish to come back the day before the All-Star break and then play in the All-Star game and then uh, and then miss a bunch of time after. And probably hurt himself, break. yeah, in there. Mm, that's the yeah. unfortunate part. Uh, Trista's going to go uh, glue herself to the NBA offices in New York to get De'Aaron into the All-Star game. Uh, yep. This is always the, the funnest hour of the week. Uh, Kyle Matson, I'm really not sure what Kyle's going to do, if he's going to stay or go or really what he wants to do. But either way, we've gone for like an hour straight, so we're going to take, <laughs> take a commercial break. We'll be back. It's Dino and Casey with James Hammond here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. No, no, no. Back to D-Lo and KC. D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. The fun continues as we'll just become your official pregame show for the Kings and Pacers coming up here in just about 
13 minutes. Kyle Matson, uh, kind enough, who worked double duty at 95.7 The Game this morning in San Francisco, uh, kind enough to stick around uh, and hang out a little bit longer as we work through the woes of uh, the NBA Western Conference and the trade deadline coming up and all that's going on with Sacramento. You obviously had a chance. I, I didn't get a chance to listen to what you sent me, um, mm. but it sounds like uh, an all uh, a potential all-star snub was repping pretty hard for De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, Anthony Edwards was on uh, one of the Ringer NBA shows and was like, I don't even care that I didn't make it. I wasn't very good at the beginning of the year. It's crazy that De'Aaron Fox didn't get in, and he went on a whole thing about how there's a bunch of guys. He didn't name guys who got in that shouldn't have, but he said there's definitely some guys that shouldn't have gotten in, and he was flabbergasted that De'Aaron Fox didn't get in. Big De'Aaron Fox guy, Anthony Edwards. I, too, am flabbergasted that De'Aaron Fox didn't get in. Uh, I, I don't know. When you lock, when you watched that whole thing unfold, just where were you at? Like, what was your thought process as they, they were naming the All-Stars? So when you look at the guards, to me, like, it's, I think, like, it's difficult to be like, Dame, for example, should not have made the team. Like, I can't say that. Like, I just don't feel great about that. And same with SGA. Um or it was John Steph or the other ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, I, but then Jaron Jackson Jr. makes it. And it's like, really? Like that's when you're building the best of the Western conference, that's, that's just not, that's not what the team is supposed to look like. When you just look at what De'Aaron Fox has done this year. Um, I don't, I, I, it's, it's, I don't get it. Yeah. And I think that if, he has this exact same season for the Lakers or the Celtics or a team that is a bigger brand. I think he's in. And I think that just kind of is how the all-star voting process goes. And that sucks. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Um, but as we talked about at the beginning of the show, and it is worth repeating here uh, so many hours later, if you had told Sacramento Kings fans, we'd have an all-star at the beginning of the season, um, we'd be elated. And we would all have yeah. assumed that it was De'Aaron Fox. Uh, the fact that we thought we had two and had one yanked away from us uh, certainly sucks, but uh, it is worth celebrating DeMontis Sabonis in the season that he's had uh, and how incredible uh, he's been for this franchise. And kudos to two general managers as well who, you know, they were able to get uh, – respective players on their organizations into different spots. Both organizations, obviously Indiana's in a different place, but Indiana's, you can point directly to Tyrese Halliburton being out of the lineup to Indiana's uh, downturn. Uh, and But they were in a better position, a much better position when he was healthy and he was playing well. Sacramento was in a, uh, a better position and both guys were named to the all-star team. And those two teams play tonight in Indiana. So that's 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 just a... That, that, that's an applause for Monty McNair. That's an applause for Domas and, and Tyrese and Indiana uh, and the whole process because hopefully everyone will shut up about it now and can <laughs> acknowledge, hey, this worked out for everybody. Let's keep it moving. How often does that happen in a trade where it's just like, yeah, great great for both sides. Good work, everybody. Honest to God, James, you, you've got a better memory than me. I can't think of a time that it's worked I, out like this. I didn't have one off the top of my head last night when I was thinking about it. No, I, I can't remember trades that work out like this at all. Um, you know, like 
especially in Sacramento. I mean, trades like this never work out. Uh, I mean, certainly the Chris Weber trade for Mitch Richmond worked out for Sacramento, but not for Washington at all. Right. Um, like balanced trades, like they just don't really happen. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time in the NBA, you have your haves and your haves nots. Uh, teams that are going one direction, another team going another direction. And, you know, the trades, you know, they're they're usually salary dumps and, and it works for one side and not the other. And yeah. it, it's really weird to see not just work, but like work to perfection mm. for for one franchise and work like give another team like a breath of fresh air for the future. That's right? a good call from Will W that the 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 Knicks Nuggets deal. Both teams made the playoffs that year. Um, oh, yeah. And both, both it, it worked for both teams that year. Uh, can't really remember what happened afterwards, but I remember the year <laughs> that deal was done, both teams made the playoffs. You know, it's kind of interesting not to – the the Andrew Wiggins trade to Golden State felt like it was on track to work out for both teams, like – Honestly, it, or obviously in different on different levels, right? Like Wiggins got the Warriors where they needed to get back to a title, and D'Angelo Russell was really nice for the Timberwolves last year, and then they burned it down with the Gobert trade. So I think that one got off the rails a little bit, but it felt like it was heading that direction. But even that trade wouldn't have been really balanced if the Warriors wouldn't have blown the pick, right? Because didn't they get the Wiseman pick out of that? No, it's uh, Kaminga. Oh, it was Kamiga. The Wiseman okay. pick was their own. That's <laughs> that right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, fun uh, season. Yeah, but even still, the Kaminga pick, you know, if they took Franz Wagner right there, mm. um, you know, like if they wouldn't have like kind of, well, they went young, right? right. They went with uh, like, a, like a swing in the dark. Like you have no idea mm. what you're going to get there. Right. Um, Kaminga's got plenty of talent, but who knows if he ever develops. Yeah. I don't want to let you go without talking about the 49ers for a few minutes. Uh, this yeah. season obviously yeah. came to an end on, on, on Sunday. And, man, it's already been an eventful week for them because the, the, the second uh, we find out about Purdy's UCL injury, it's like, Tom Brady, here we go. And then Tom Brady's like, no, I'm retiring. That's cool. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, for reasons known to no one other than he's a giant jerk, screamed, I'm not going to San Francisco uh, at a golf tournament, which is – fine for everyone involved because he's a jackass and so it's like put it out. okay like n- now what you you know it it feels no. like is trey lance in the best position to be the starting quarterback at the beginning of next season no brock purdy is going to be the starter unless unless so tommy john is still on the table which would be oh. nine to twelve month recovery yeah but everything we've heard Outside of random doctor on the Dan Patrick show who hasn't seen an MRI or evaluated re- it's Brock the Brady most ridiculous practice in in sports media is to put a doctor who hasn't evaluated someone on the radio. Insane. So, I, I don't want to. We have a UCSF doctor of sports medicine on our show every week. Doctor Neral Pandey is great, but everything is couched in haven't evaluated the player. Yep. But typically, when this injury happens. Here's the timeline for recovery. It's not like about the player specifically, right? So um, everything and everything we've heard, everything John Lynch has said in his in his press conference on Wednesday with Kyle Shanahan was six six months. Kyle Shanahan was like he's going to be back throwing in three six. So that seems to be where it's trending. And if he's back in the middle of August, in the middle of training camp, 
and he gets all those reps plus a preseason couple of preseason series i think they're that comfortable with him that they're like yep he's good to go now trey will have a great opportunity with all the ota snaps and then all the first team snaps of of whatever bits of training camp brock misses and maybe he's awesome and forces the 49ers hand and going man you know what we drafted this guy to be a top five guy and he's really developing nicely um but i mean brock didn't lose a game that he finished so Mm. Um, that's, I, I, I think it's probably trending towards Purdy, but I think there's a world where, where Trey kind of stakes his claim to the spot for sure. Is there a world where there's a completely different quarterback in San Francisco next year? It like, I mean, not to like a Derek Carr or name that, that guy who could possibly step in Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Uh, I don't think Baltimore's letting Lamar Jackson go. I think, I think John Harbaugh is too smart for that. But, um, no, I, I don't think so. I, I think they're they're content with those two guys, and then they'll go get – I the name I keep that keeps popping into my head is Case Keenum. Like, I think mm. that's the perfect QB3. You can be inactive on game days. If you need him as your backup, you feel okay about it. Um, but that's the kind of level of quarterback I think they're going to sign because I think they were that impressed with Brock Purdy. And, I mean, they've still got so much invested in Lance. The best thing they can do is develop him this offseason whether it's for future trade asset or to be the quarterback that they were hoping he'd be at number three, like this is a huge opportunity for him and for them. So I don't, because Derek Carr is going to get a contract. Like he's going to get a deal. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get a contract. Uh, Lamar certainly is going to get a contract. I don't, I don't think the Niners are going to want to issue, you know, a four or five year deal at 30 to 40 million for, for a quarterback when they're going to pay $10 million for their quarterback room this year. Great stuff from Kyle Matson. As always, we'll come back. We'll get you ready for the Kings and the Pacers next here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 